Take hold of your life, take charge of tomorrow, and step into the world of your dreams. Welcome to the Very Brave Podcast with Rachel Evans. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the Very Brave Podcast. How's your brave week been going? I can tell you that there's been more brave moves than I possibly could have bargained for since the last time we were here at the Very Brave Podcast. There's always a lot going on uh, with kids moving between houses with previous relationships uh, still in play and there's always you know that element of surprise when the kids come back I'm sure many of you will be in a situation like this where you share custody of children given the you know the statistics these days that uh, one in every two marriages ends in divorce which is very unfortunate but unfortunately it's a statistic that we need to deal with I often reflect on how tough it is on the kids You know, they didn't ask for their parents' marriage to end, but I often marvel at just how resilient they are moving between homes and the different parenting styles. And I can really see in uh, in my two younger children who are currently 11 and 15 uh, just how much of an effort they make and how brave they are as they move between homes and do their best to make the best of a, of a situation that they didn't ask for. And I've seen a lot of that in the last week and I acknowledge them for being brave. I'm sure if you're in a similar situation, you would be observing much of the same. So I wish peace for you and your family if you too are having children who move between homes. Today, I'm really excited to bring this episode of the Very Brave Podcast to you. I spoke with Lisa Winston at length about some topics which I know you'll find extremely relatable. Things like toxic marriages, chronic health issues, and how to move yourself out of victimhood. I know there's a tendency when a relationship ends or when a friendship ends that there needs to be a victim and there needs to be a villain. It's uh, actually called a drama triangle. There can only be a drama triangle if you've got someone you've appointed the victim and someone you've appointed the villain and a third party that you are trying to bring in to accept your side of the story. That's a drama triangle. And, you know, quite often we're hurt, especially if we're in a situation where we have an abusive uh, former partner, you know, whether that's verbally, emotionally or physically. And we really just want someone to understand that that person has not been nice to us, has hurt us. And we often sit in victimhood much longer uh, than is actually healthy for us. And, you know, Lisa and I had a, a great chat about how she moved out of victimhood and about how she's been able to capitalize on trusting her intuition to m- propel her forward to becoming a great coach and a successful author. So I encourage you to get comfortable now and as you go along, put yourself in the picture, put yourself in the story and find out how you might be able to trust your intuition a little bit more. And if you do discover that you're sitting in victimhood, what are some of the things that you might be able to do starting today, which actually help to put that story behind you? 
Enjoy this episode of The Very Brave Podcast. Need a daily reminder to be brave? Sign up to 365 Days of Brave and get a daily brave message now. Go to bravemedianetwork.com. I am thrilled to introduce Lisa Winston. Lisa, hello. I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much for including me in this series. I'm so excited by what we're going to discuss here today. Can you tell me a little bit about you and your background? I don't even know where to go with that. There's so much. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just say this. I came onto the planet with a lot of fear. I had an immense amount of trauma, molestation, rape, you know, toxic marriages and wildfire. I lost my house to wildfire, breast cancer, neuro Lyme disease. I mean, one thing after the other, my life was just this screaming, you know, mess. It was just full of a lot of challenge and struggle. But I always say my big thing is, is that life challenges are here to refine us, not define us. They actually help us to grow if we're open to that. So I realized it took me a long time. I was very unconscious. I was a victim for a lot of years until I started actually searching more for my spiritual aspects. I knew there was something special within me. I didn't know what it was. And so I took that long journey that a lot of us take. You know, I was a born again Christian, a messianic Jew. I mean, like I did everything, right? And and finally, I had a series of synchronicities because I follow my intuition. That's one of the things that I teach and I talk about that's so imperative that that gets us where we, you know, need to go or we're supposed Mm -hmm. to be. And through all those, I ended up where I am today. You know, I, um, I have a book, uh, a book that's also published in Italian and I'm writing another one. I just shared with you about which we'll talk about later. And I'm a speaker. I'm a mom. I am a coach. I'm an artist. I'm doing a lot of new things with that too. So literally it's just this unfolding, you know, of who we were into who we're becoming. And it's this beautiful process that in, embraces and in, includes a lot of pain, <laughs> And a lot of trauma and a lot of struggle. And I mean, my story is not like most other people's stories. So we're all doing this together. Indeed, we are. In terms of bravery, if we can go straight there. Sure. What's your personal definition of bravery? Gosh, you know, let me put it. I'm going to do two things. Okay. First of all, bravery, when we think of it from a dictionary perspective or from, it's so funny how we have, there's like this meaning that whoever said it in place is there, but a lot Mm. of it, even like the word resilience, isn't what they say it is in the dictionary. Mm. Not really. Bravery, when I think of it is somebody doing courageous, heroic acts, like on the battlefield or someone in the medical field or somebody that, you know, saves somebody from the 911 attacks in the tower, things like that. And those are real. Those happen. Those are amazing. But I think most of us believe that those are, that is what bravery is, that we have to do these big, huge things. And as you and I were discussing bravery, really what I call it is everyday bravery, because we all have challenges. We all have traumas. We all have stuff that is big to us, every single one of us. And that can include chronic illness an elderly parent. Like I took care of my mom until she passed away. And my dad, it could be even just going through COVID, which has been so stressful and traumatic for a lot of people. And so bravery to me really is It includes the big things, but it also includes all of the small things, the everyday things that we wake up every day and we rise above, or we just Mm -hmm. take on the day we put our our, our pants on and we go, well, this, this is tough, but I'm going to do it anyway, because that's the human spirit. 
And so I don't know if I have a a definition per se, like I said, but I, I love to look at it as both of those things. It's all of those things. Do you think in order for bravery to occur, we arrive at a series of decision moments, crossroad moments? So even with, you know, the decision to care for an elderly parent or how we're going to survive this next day with COVID, there's a decision there somewhere, a decision point. I love that question. My book is called Your Turning Point. <laughs> so it's about <laughs> turning points. It's about those those moments that come to us. And, and part of what I was talking about was the intuition, the intuitive piece. Mm-hmm. I believe that we all have inner guidance and most times we don't follow that. And it's pretty profound when you learn to start listening and trusting and following it. And when you do, that's what leads you to take these turning points that come to you and say, okay, this doesn't make sense, or I don't know where it's going, but I'm going to do it anyway, because it's leading you down that path, that path, it's it's synchronistic. And so absolutely those moments, there are small turning points, there are large turning Mm -hmm. points. And ultimately, I think that no matter what we do, we really end up where it is we're supposed to be. But sometimes those those turning points are bigger and they really do create huge shifts in our lives. Mm-hmm. So yes, absolutely. Through these series of interviews, women have talked lots about the fear that they might feel when they're arriving at one of these decision points or turning points, if we're to use your language. <laughs> and so uh, courage has has been used as well. And I've kind of been able to identify that when we approach one of these pivotal moments, there's often a physical reaction in your body. So you, you feel it. Is that the case for you? Oh, yeah. I get what I call downloads. Downloads. <laughs> you know, yeah. Downloads. Yeah. And a lot of times, whereas we generally when those things happen, we do have fear. We question We're we're kind of like, like you said, at a crossroad moment, it's like, do I go this way or this way? And we're in our heads. But what I do is I follow my heart. And like when my mother, uh, I was actually told to pack up my stuff intuitively and go be with my mom. And I was like, well, why? I just saw her a couple of months ago, but I knew that I was following my intuition, which is really hard for people to do. So I packed up all my stuff, put it in storage, drove cross country to be with my mother and halfway across the country, I got a call from my sister saying, mom has been diagnosed with stage four cancer and is dying. Mm -hmm. So the spirit, the universe, God, whatever you want to call it knew I didn't know. I just trusted. I got that knowing that feeling that I was supposed to go. Mm -hmm. And so for me, and that's why I really wish that more people would embrace that because it becomes easier. You don't know the outcome. You don't know a lot of times why you're being asked to do these things, but it takes away a lot of fear, you know, when you have a trust in uh, that you're being led, you know? So when I've asked women to reflect, because bravery is often something we determine after the event, you know, reflect on their life and share with me some of their brave moments. They've said things like leaving a bad relationship or even staying in one for the children, applying for a job they didn't think they'd get, reporting violence. When you look at your life, what have been some of your brave turning points? Well, I had a lot of them leaving a marriage that was abusive. Uh, and I had a three-year-old daughter when I did it at the time. And then I had 18 years of torture from, he was a narcissist. Mm-hmm. So that was a huge decision. Uh, leaving a 15-year relationship, I had stayed because I felt I couldn't make enough money to fend for myself and my daughter at that time. But there was a point where I felt like if I stayed, I was going to die because mm-hmm. that was the time that we went through the fires. And then I was diagnosed with breast cancer two months later. 
So lots of those pivotal moments. And I think as I got, I became more conscious and aware of what was happening in my life. I started making better decisions. You know, early on, I was kind of flying by the seat of my pants (laughs) and there was a lot of fear involved in that, but yeah, all of those decisions, by the way, were good. They were hard and I didn't know where they were leading, but I just had this knowing that I had to go. And, um, that may sound selfish, but we really do have to honor our feelings and, and, you know, make the right decisions for ourselves. I, I hear what you're saying. I feel what you're saying when you so say we've got to honor it for ourselves. I had this overwhelming feeling that I had to leave my first marriage and my, my inner voice was saying, I have to choose me because if I can choose me, then um, I'll be able to provide eventually a better life for my kids. I love that. Yes. That's exactly what I'm talking about. That's so powerful. Yeah. So- you, you are told that you're selfish. When a woman leaves a marriage, she's often, you know, classed as having abandoned rather than when a, a man leaves, you know, it's right. a day thing, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's true. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a very brave thing to do. And it's not an easy road, especially when you have children, as you know. So I, again, it's self honoring and you have to trust the process. And sometimes even the, one of the men that I left, you know, was very traumatized by me leaving and I felt so bad about it, but I couldn't stay for somebody else, you know? So, especially when you have kids, I mean, really and truly you have to look at you know, will their life be better if they, mm. if they stay or they, they go. And generally it's, it's difficult either way, but you have to make those decisions and they're, they're hard. Get brave. Let Rachel inspire you to go deeper and come out blazing. Receive a free masterclass now. Go to go.bravemedianetwork.com slash masterclass. This conversation that we're having today, you know, we've been able to connect and we can share with each other. Do you think that there are enough conversations highlighting our everyday bravery so that women actually understand how extraordinarily brave they are in their lives? Absolutely not. That's why I love what you're doing. I shared with you that I'm writing another book. It's called Be Brave Enough Just for Today. And and the funny thing is, is that what really prompted me to write, start writing that book was my experience with Lyme. You know, I collapsed two and a half years ago with Lyme disease after being in Italy for a month because I was exposed to toxic mold. Didn't know I had Lyme in my body. That's a story. A lot of people have. Mm. And so it really was, I almost died and I really lost my faith for a while. And it was a really incredible struggle, especially after I had written my book and all these wonderful things that happened, you know, and, and then all of a sudden this, And it prompted me to do, I'm working on a course also called the healing course, but it was so cool because this is why I want people to know this, Rachel, and this is why we need to get this message out. Being brave doesn't mean again, this, these, these big acts. I mean, it does in certain circumstances, but when we're talking about everyday life, being brave is literally nobody has to be brave, big, like a knight in shining armor. Being brave is, is one step at a time, one moment at a time, you know, one day at a time. I mean, for people to get up when they're depressed and they have children or they're in a toxic marriage or whatever the scenario is takes immense amounts of courage. We don't feel courageous. We feel beaten down, you know, and we feel exhausted, but gosh, you know, it's, again, it's this, process of, of honoring ourselves and knowing that we have everything within us and that we are so much stronger and brave, braver than we even know. Mm. So that's why I love this conversation because there are so many people that feel um, less than they feel beaten down, like I said, and they have no idea 
how beautifully courageous they are and brave. So what do you think we can do to help better support more women make more brave moves? Well, things like this, first of all, you know, a lot of people, because let's face it, social media and and the internet and everything is so big right now. I want to write a book because I want to touch people, but I'm not going to touch obviously as many people as I'd like to. I would love it if more people would come forward like you. Um, Once I write my book, I'd love to actually do some more. I was thinking about creating something called the Be Brave Institute, because I really believe that people like us, if we start one little group over here, right, it kind of expands. We don't have to cure the whole world, but if we get the word out, more people will start to do it as well. And more people will come out of hiding too with their stories and going, hey, you know, I am brave. I need to share that too. So I think really just bringing awareness to it so that, because I really believe awareness is everything that can change everything for somebody. That's a major mindset shift, right? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So I imagine that you've got a few more brave moves left in you yet. You say that you've got the book coming out, but what are some other brave moves that you've got lined up? Oh, I love that question. I am now 62. So I found my soulmate at 59. Well, I didn't find him. He found me. (laughs) The universe brought us together. You know how we reinvent our businesses as we grow, as we become more, you know, we start here. And, you know, for me, I left a 40 year singing career uh, and I wanted to go in search of my soul purpose. And so I thought that was coaching. I love coaching. I'm good at it, but it doesn't light my fire. But through the years I've, I'm not the same person I was back then. And so just recently this is why intuition is so important. You know how a lot of times we're always looking, what's my life purpose? What's my passion? And we say, well, find whatever you can do that you can do all day and not do anything else that you're so in love, but still people don't really get it. Well, I've been an artist also for about 40 years. And so I used to watercolor paint. I had this intuitive conversation. Like I had somebody call me that I hadn't talked to in like seven years. I used to coach. Can you just call me and we'll touch base? Sure. Called that person, was introduced to this new art medium. And something got downloaded and Mm -hmm. I went berserk. I gave up watercoloring. I've invested thousands of dollars and I am now creating my art business, doing a different modality or medium of art. So literally I have all all this money invested in my coaching, right? And my new website and all this other stuff. I'm doing some of that, but I'm literally transitioning at 62 into doing my art more full time. So, and that's the kind of stuff that we get to do. It's scary, but you know what, when you have a knowing Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that's what your heart's calling you to, you make money doing that. It's not instantaneous. Mm. So big, bold moves like that. Not everybody's going to agree with you. Not, you know, your parents, if they're still around may tell you you're crazy, whatever you get to follow your heart. Yeah. You can't make a living from that. Oh, you should (laughs) be doing that. Yeah. (laughs) Anything in the arts, right? Yes. Oh, I know that's, we got to get rid of that. That's old, old energy. (laughs) Well, Lisa, thank you so much for sharing with me today uh, about your definition of bravery. And I love, you know, your concept of everyday bravery and uh, that we have turning points and I can't wait to see some of your art become, you know, more the focus of um, what you're putting out there. So we look forward to being able to read your next book. And yeah, congratulations. Oh my gosh. Rachel, thank you so much for what you're doing in the world. It's so important, you know, one person at a time. That's all we get to do. And so thank you for including me in that so that I get to 
spread my message out a little bit more too. My pleasure. You're brave. You're strong. You can. Thanks for making us part of your story. Rate and review the Very Brave Podcast wherever you listen.